0: Merry Christmas, everybody. Our team has worked so hard to prepare this Christmas experience. I think they've done a great job. And in just a few minutes, we've got one final song, and we'll do a candle lighting in the closing song. I wanna welcome everybody that's new to the chapel, family, friends. Thank you for taking part of your holiday season to celebrate the most important thing, which is Jesus Christ coming into this world to give us hope. You know, we've always dreamed of being a church where people can experience God and they can come on the journey to to understand who God is and know him and connect with him. And we're just honored that you'd be here today. You know, there's something at Christmas time about lights, isn't there? In fact, have you ever noticed that when you turn the lights off in the room, the Christmas tree shines even brighter? The darker the, the darkness, the brighter the lights, right? In fact, you know, December 21st is called winter solstice. It's when the Northern Hemisphere has the fewest daylight hours. It's the longest night of the year. And since the earth is tilted on its axis, the arc of the sun moves across the Northern Hemisphere and it causes it to be tilted away from the sun and it makes it the, the darkest day of the year, longest night of the year. And man, I think when we look at our world, I think we see so much darkness, don't we? We, we see pain and difficulty and heartache and... I was thinking this Christmas season of, of the symbolism of lights. We put lights up everywhere, don't we? On our trees and on our house and on the bushes, you know, everywhere. We just got lights uh, strung up everywhere. And it's really because Jesus came to be the light of the world. And And I think God sees the darkness all around us. But you know that the light shines bright in the darkness. And I mean, I'm concerned this Christmas that we could focus too much on the darkness and And that first Christmas was marked by darkness. Do you know that? Jesus came in a dark time in human history. There was anxiety and and worry and uncertainty. In fact, you know, four times in the Christmas story, the Bible uses these words, do not be afraid, fear not. And each of these four fears that I think are represented here speak of God offering some light to us. The first one is the shepherd's fear. Remember the shepherds? They were in the field, working the field. And of all the people that God could have revealed himself to, he chose simple, hard-working shepherds. He doesn't come to the elite. He doesn't come to the wealthy. He doesn't come to those that have it all. He comes to simple shepherds. And it's in the field that the Bible reveals this great message, Luke 2. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. For behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be for all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. These words, do not be afraid, are spoken to the shepherds, and I think that represents physical darkness. The shepherds were literally in a dark field, far away from the big city on the hills of the rolling hills, just day and night living with the sheep. And yet at night, these angels came and spoke to them in their physical darkness. And I thought to myself, man, some of us have physical darkness, physical fears. Maybe this Christmas you're out of a job or the uncertainty of all the financial instability of our world has gotten to you. Or maybe you have physical challenge or or a health challenge in front of you. Or Just just physical darkness in your life. My prayer this Christmas season is that Jesus would shine light to people who are in physical darkness. But not only is there physical darkness, people are also experiencing spiritual darkness. That's the story of Herod in the story of Jesus. Herod's the king who's losing it. He, He experiences not physical darkness, but I think emotional darkness. Herod was paranoid. He had heard that Jesus was born, and he thought it was a threat to his rule. The Bible says when King Herod heard this, he was disturbed and all Jerusalem with him. The word disturbed literally means to cause one inward commotion, to strike one's spirit with fear and dread, to take away calmness of mind. Maybe this Christmas season you feel like, man, I don't have calmness of mind. I don't have a calm spirit. I don't. I feel like the commotion around me in the world has become commotion on the inside of me. That's Herod. And God comes to the people and speaks. You don't have to be afraid, even if you're in emotional struggles. We're so passionate as a church about helping people who are struggling emotionally. Maybe this holiday season, you're depressed or afraid or even emotionally struggling in some area on the inside of you. I think God would come to you today and tell you, do not be afraid. God can help you with your emotional pain, with your difficulty, with your heartache, with the struggle going on on the inside of you. God can help you. Not only does God help us with emotional darkness, but he helps us with relational darkness this i see in the story of christmas in the life of joseph imagine joseph the earthly father of jesus how shocked he is that he's told mary's pregnant and she's claiming it was god who made her pregnant and he has to make a decision he's uncertain he has relational breakdown in his life the bible says he's thinking about putting her away quietly to protect her reputation and protect his Reputation. His, his world spun out of control. His fiance, the Bible says they were betrothed, they were gonna be married, he, picturing the future and all of a sudden all of his pictures of the future are unraveled with this news and he experiences a breakdown relationally. And the Bible says, but after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife. Because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. Joseph had fears that so many of us have relational darkness. To me, this is one of the darkest things we can experience around Christmas time. Maybe you've had a loss in your life. There's a relational loss in your life. Or maybe there's some relationship that used to be strong and it's pulled apart. Maybe you have worries about your marriage or struggles in your marriage. Maybe you have worries about your kids. Joseph was struggling, fearing what people were going to say about him. Fear is his family not working out. Some of you are in that kind of relational pain. And God's here to bring light into that dark place and dispel the the darkness and fear in your life. There's an incredible story in history about 110 years ago. It's called the Christmas Truce. It, It took place in World War I. In the middle of World War I, there were two opposing sides and they were involved in a bloody war, entrenched warfare, I mean a long, protracted battle. But on the night of Christmas Eve, 1914, they realized it was a sacred night. It was a night that was on the eve of Christmas. So that night, something amazing happened. The soldiers laid their weapons down and they came to the middle of a battlefield. They played soccer, and sang Christmas carols and ate food. That night was a, a night of a Christmas truce. It was, in fact, it was so impactful that the next day when it was time for the fighting to resume, they couldn't even pull the triggers. There was a quiet over the battlefield. They couldn't kill their brothers. Man, I really believe a lot of us have wars going on on the inside of ourselves or ideologically or politically, relationally. I just had this thought this Christmas at the chapel. It's time to lay our weapons down. It's time to be together. It's time to come together. Maybe there are some relationships where you need to say you're sorry, or you need to forgive, or you need to let go of the heartache, the pain, the division that relational darkness can cause in our lives. I believe this Christmas Jesus has come to shine light into places that have relational darkness. Well, not only is there relational darkness, but here's the last one. I think there's spiritual darkness. This is represented by the life of Mary. You see, Mary has been told that her whole life is gonna change. She's gonna give birth to a son. He's gonna be the son of God, and she can't even understand what she's facing. Theologians tell us she's probably a teenager at this time. And she's trying to process the fact that God's chosen her to change human history. In fact, the angel has to come to her in all of her uncertainty. And he says, don't be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to name him Jesus. He will be very great and will be called the Son of the Most High. You see, Mary had a fear of where God was taking her life. And she didn't want to go in that direction. She struggled with a lack of faith. Maybe some of you here today, you're struggling in your faith. You're feeling weak. You're, you, there's an area of your life that feels will, uh, guilt and shame, the weight of sin upon you, and it creates darkness. And that's where Mary was. God had picked her to be the mother of Jesus. And yet she's afraid as a young girl of what God's going to do. Mary as this teenager is struggling and uncertain, doesn't know where she's headed. And God has chosen to use her in a big way and she's not sure what to do. I believe today, maybe some of us have spiritual darkness. I want you to know God sees your darkness. He sees your fear. He sees what you're dealing with and In fact, the first words that God ever said in the Bible was in the beginning, God created the heavens and earth and the earth was dark and formless and empty. And God said, let there be light. Can you believe that? From the very beginning, God was in the business of shining light in darkness. In fact, Jesus described his ministry this way. I have come as a light to shine in this dark world so that all who will put their trust in me will no longer walk in darkness. Do you know that? That God has come to shine light in darkness. That's Jesus' express mission to to come in and shine light. In fact, the Bible says, let there be light. I looked up the definition of let. It simply means to permit to enter. That's what we're asking us all to do this Christmas, to permit to enter the, the faith that God has for us, the secret for having that light in the middle of all we're dealing with is just to permit God to enter. For it's God who said, let there be light in darkness. And he made this light shine in our hearts so that we could know the glory of God that is seen in the face of Jesus Christ. How could we know the full glory of God? How could we know it's through Jesus? You ask me, what is light, Pastor Brandon, this Christmas? It's simply Jesus all the ways we can busy this time of year and muddy it up and fill it with things, when you simplify it all down, Christmas is simply God in human flesh. And that's my prayer for you today because I don't think our world's necessarily gonna get any brighter, you know? I'm not sure it's gonna all turn around. We just need to let the light in. Faith is clinging on to God rather than clinging on to the things of this world. And that means we are people who experience light. Think of the words of the old hymn, giver of immortal gladness, fill us with the light of day. Just whisper those words in your heart to God and invite him. Whether it's physical darkness or relational, spiritual or emotional this Christmas, those words that the angels and God spoke to people on that first Christmas, do not be afraid are the words God offers to us this Christmas that Jesus might shine light into dark places.